go. Here we go. Here we go. Emmanuel, that was so good. <laughs> go again. Three, two, one. Five. Welcome to the Movement for Life podcast, where we talk about ways that you can stay moving for your life. My name is J.R. Jakeway. And I'm Colby Christofik. This is our first episode officially for the podcast. Um, let's let's just jump right into some stuff. Uh, this week, we're going to talk about each other. We're going to learn a little bit about each other. But before we do, the, something that we like to do at the beginning of every single one of these podcasts is ask what we did to move in the previous week. So JR, tell me, what did you do to move last week? Uh, so uh, this is going to count as movement. I actually completed my level two CrossFit course, my coaching course, and we did do a lot of movement in that. So it is two days. Each day was seven to eight hours of just learning how to be a better coach. So um, taking what we've been doing and then applying more efficient ways to cue people, um, how to look at an athlete as they're moving and it was a it was a really fun experience, and we did work out both days, so I definitely moved. That's awesome. Yeah, um, the level two is definitely a, an awesome, awesome experience. And if if you ever feel like you are really good at coaching, go to a level two certification, and you kind of get your butt handed to you, and you're like, "Hey, oh, just okay. me doing deadlifts with a PVC pipe." They pretty much ripped me apart. So, <laughs> yeah, I I think like I not only came back as a better coach, but really understanding more things about myself, um, the way that I move. So it was a really great experience. I, I had a lot of fun. Cool. And then what about you? What'd you do? Um, I actually ran a half marathon. Um, I saw no, that. No, no training. Yeah. Um, I've only been doing CrossFit, been doing CrossFit for, you know, three days a week, maybe four days a week on a good week. Um, I don't remember. I was trying to think about it the other day. I don't remember the last time that I ran a, a full consecutive mile. Um, it's it's been a, it's been a little while, and ran it out. Ran that half marathon with some friends. We finished uh, about two hours and fifteen minutes, which is not an incredible right. pace. But for somebody who didn't do any running training, I wore CrossFit shoes because I forgot my running shoes the morning of. Whoops. Um, <laughs> So I wore some flat CrossFit shoes and ran 13.1 miles. It was a ton of fun. And I'm so glad to be able to to just say, hey, you want to do a half marathon? Yeah, let's do it. And your body's um, not feeling a little certain way afterwards? I mean, I saw that you came in the gym the next day and PR'd. I did. Yeah, my, my, my knees were a little bit sore from, I think, not wearing running shoes, wearing flat shoes for that many miles when you're not doing that. My knees were a little bit sore. Street, right? Um, it was some concrete, some asphalt. Most of it was asphalt, um, which is a little, a little bit more forgiving. Um, but definitely knees were a little bit sore going in, going into Monday, but come Tuesday, felt great. Felt really, really good. That's wonderful. And yeah. That's great. And I, and I PR'd uh, that day on, on a lift. So that's kind of crazy. I don't know how that works. Maybe I should run more half marathons. <laughs> Maybe. Well, you have, are you doing a full marathon? Coming up probably in a couple months. That's right. Yeah. LA Marathon uh, will be happening. And so that was a little tester. Can I handle a half marathon with just that? Um, you got this. With, with no I'm with no training. <laughs> cool. So let's get to know each other a little bit, JR. This okay. will be fun for us too, because honestly, we've, we've known each other for 
three or four months now. Um, and there's still a lot of things that I don't know about you. And so I'm sure that I'm going to learn a ton about you in the next couple of minutes of our conversation. Yes. Um, and we're going to split this kind of up into three different categories. We're going to talk about some educational background, um, some health and fitness background, and then just some like personal life. How, how have you moved around? How has life gone? Um, things like that. So I want to start with um, your educational background. Give me a little bit of insight in um, what your educational background or journey has looked like um, in coaching or in, in general. In general, where I started out, my undergrad is in psychology, and I I didn't really have a clear path of how I wanted to move forward after that. Um, but then once I graduated with the undergrad, I decided I was going to do social work. So I went to grad school to be a social worker. And throughout the internship of my undergrad and then my internships in grad school, I had the opportunity of interning at anything from uh, HIV STD prevention. I did CPS foster adoption placement. I did protective orders. And then I did long-term care facility work. And it just didn't end up being exactly what I thought it would be. Not as much helping, but more, you know, really just paperwork covering your butt, you know, with insurance and all the all the things that you have to do to keep track. So if there's anything that could be liable that you're, you're recording that stuff. So I ended up just kind of moving away from that and going into coaching. And I feel like my background has definitely helped with, with my coaching career. Yeah. Did, did you coach, um, concurrently or start coaching concurrently while you were doing social? Yeah. I started coaching when I was Technically 16, um, not a paid job until 17. And so I've been doing that in addition to those other jobs. There was just a, a short time when I was a full-time social worker that I did not coach, about six mm-hmm. months. And because I was not happy, I didn't feel fulfilled with the social work job, I got a part-time job coaching gymnastics, which I had been doing for a while. And I ended up leaving social work and just going coaching full-time. Yeah, cool. What a, what other kind of um, coaching education do you have then? So Some for gymnastics and, and, and education, yeah. Specifically for gymnastics, um, USAG pro, uh, professional member. And then over the years, they have a USA National Congress. And that's uh, uh, an opportunity for coaches all over the world to come together. It's usually held concurrently with USAG National Championships. And it's a three-day opportunity. There's Everything from teaching babies how to roll to teaching the highest level skills on bars and um, with certifications, there's like um, opportunities for get different gymnastics certifications. And besides that, you know, I, I think that time as a gymnastics coach, working with some of the, the greatest coaches in the business has really helped with that career path. Um, and that was something that came along long before I got into training and coaching at CrossFit and at fitness. Yeah. And at what point did um, gymnastics turn into some some CrossFit too? Because we do that now too. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that it was probably around 2011, 2012 where I got introduced to CrossFit. And yeah, I, I mean, right away, I just loved it. it. It had all the elements of being a gymnast competition and that hard work that is 
that I remembered oh so well. A lot of the training was very similar to what we do in gymnastics. And I saw that there was a very close similarity to a lot of the skills that we were doing. So once I had been doing CrossFit for about a year, I went in to um, get my level one. And it was from there, I've pretty much been coaching ever since with here and there are some breaks, but now it's full time. It's something that I feel like it has, you know, like it is where I'm supposed to be at this point in my life. And I really enjoy working with adults, very different than working with children. Children are easier, in my opinion, to coach than adults. <laughs> you know, it's like, I just feel like it's one of these things that it organically just kind of evolved into, and I'm really happy to be where I'm at. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. So let's see. What about you? Give me some of your health and fitness background. Um, <clears throat> my journey kind of started in college trying to figure out what I wanted to do, and I ended up switching from a physics major to a, a sports medicine major. Physics. Um, Yes. And I changed out of a physics major because I was also a water polo player and a physics class um, conflicted with um, a water polo practice time. And I went to the professor because it's a pretty small major at, at Pepperdine University. And so I went to the professor and said, hey, if I could convince all the other students in the class to change the time, can we change the time so I can still come to practice and still make class? Mm-hmm. And he said, Oh, you're a water polo player. Why don't you do an easy major like sociology or something? And I was like, "Wow, I don't know if I want to be a physics major anymore." Right <laughs> after that being the the first interaction with um, one of the professors. Um, so I ended up within that first year changing to a sports medicine um, uh, major, and I had some of the most amazing, amazing professors in sports medicine. Um, and I ended up getting my Bachelor of Arts in Sports Medicine and a minor in Hispanic Studies. I studied in Argentina, uh, lived with a host family, didn't speak English. So my Spanish might be a little bit better than yours. Or it is college. absolutely better than mine. <laughs> um, and then post-college, um, I thought I was going to go into the fire department. I was coaching. I did an internship that I found through my professors for CrossFit. Um, and, and Pepperdine University and CrossFit headquarters had a really close relationship at the time um, with some of our professors that did research with CrossFit. Um, so I got to do an internship with uh, the local gym, CrossFit Malibu, and then start my coaching journey from there. I got my level two in, in 2000 or level one in 2012. And then I thought, oh, I want to be on the path to do fire department stuff. So I was you know, coaching for fun because I really, really loved it. And then trying to get into the fire department. Um, and you know, at some point I like figured out, okay, I'm, I want this fire department job so that I can have so much free time that I could own a gym or be at a gym. Okay. (laughs) And it's at some point I decided like, why am I using the fire department as an excuse not to go all in on something like uh, gym ownership or coaching? Um, so shortly after getting my level one, I think in 2014, I got my level two. I also got like the CrossFit gymnastics certification because I loved gymnastics too, which is I, one of the reasons I enjoy working out and training with you. Um, we definitely have um, some similarities there. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not nearly as good as you in gymnastics workouts. You still crush me in those. It's my only chance to get a win. <laughs> but uh, after my level two, I 
pursued a couple of others, like a USA weightlifting certification. Um, as you're doing some of the CrossFit online courses, um, I did some, um, the level three I got in 2018. And I think the level three was a big step for a lot of people in the CrossFit realm for education. Um, but it is, it is a test. And I think because I had a four year degree in sports medicine, that level three, um, certification was, was actually a lot easier than I had anticipated. I heard it was hard. I've heard heard how hard and hard and hard and hard it is. But I think that my four year degree in sports medicine, um, was definitely something that, that helped me get through that basically no problem. I did a little bit of studying, but I did a lot of studying in my four-year degree. Right. Um, and all of that was anatomy, physiology. I had neuromuscular adaptation to, um, to fitness. I had um, kinesiology. I had uh, foundations of health and disease. So a lot of the things that were on the, the test mm-hmm. were a blend of the four-year degree and the experience that I had gotten in the CrossFit gym prior to. So it ended up going really well. Um, I just actually some renewed my level three after I've had these uh, next set of years. I'll have, be a level three coach for nine years, which is wow. going to be a, a crazy amount of time. Um, I've also pursued doing seminar staff for HQ. I've done a couple of internships with them. Um, I now own the gym that I used to work at um, as a GM. Continue education. I've done a couple of different programs of foundations through active life. I've done two brain mentorship. So there's some other education that, that maybe, um, doesn't have like a certification. Sure. But definitely provides tremendous value for, for, uh, health and wellness coaching and, and whatnot, which is great. Yeah. And like along the same lines, like gymnastics is very much in like, we have a lot of training and courses you go to that doesn't technically have like a certification that I couldn't list. Um, yeah. but I feel like, you know, all that experience working with all those people, like you work with seminar staff and you know, that's that there alone, like you learn so much from them because they can help you with not making the mistakes that they made. You know, that's the best part about having like a mentor. Yeah. When you, when you talk about like working with some of the biggest names in gymnastics, like sometimes that's worth a thousand times more than a certification or a piece of paper for sure. Right. Um, cool. Um, let's, let's dive a little bit into some like health and fitness journey. Okay. Some, some, uh, young JR, what did, what did you do for health and fitness and where you are <laughs> oh, no. like, through your life? And then where, what are you doing now? Oh, a young JR. That's all. That's a long time to think back at. Well, <laughs> and you know, I grew up doing gymnastics in uh, high school. I was no longer competing. So I moved on to tennis, cross country, but like I've just been one of those people who could always just run. I always loved it. So it was something that came pretty naturally. And then I ended up kind of getting back into gymnastics around the age 16, 17, which is then when I started coaching. And I, I think for me personally, I've always just enjoyed moving. And I wasn't necessarily a hyper child. I just like doing things. So the idea of working towards something has always been really fun. And I like challenging myself. I will say I'm not particularly good at most things that I do at first. And it takes me a lot of hard work. And I really enjoy the process of working through the things that I'm not good at to make me better. And then I really appreciate when I do become good at something. And Mm -hmm. I'm always encouraging people that It doesn't matter if you're not good at something. When you start, you can really work toward being a better, you know, none of us are 
are without our faults. We all have something we got to work on in CrossFit or personal training or whatever you're doing. So if you love doing it, that's really the only thing that matters. And, you know, it went yeah. down to I loved all the things that I chose to do. And for me, like as a person, I really have used fitness as a way to kind of have therapy for myself. I really mm -hmm. like being able to go out on a long run and, you know, have this internal dialogue with myself about maybe problems I'm having. Um, when I was in school, long runs really served as a way for me to do homework. I'd take notes with me or I'd like, you know, like have a cassette and I'd be listening to like notes from class. For me, it, it was just a really nice way for me to get a lot of stuff done. But more so, it just kind of leveled me out if I was having a little bit of anxiety. Coming to the gym or going for a run was something that just kind of made me feel better at ease. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so you said 16 is when you got back into gymnastics. Yeah. And then you both coached and did gymnastics. Yeah. So I ended up time? going and doing club gymnastics in college. And so I did it until I was 24 hmm. and I was coaching the whole time. And I think that coaching made me a better athlete because when you are helping other people and you're able to spot flaws and make corrections, there's just, if you're really aware, then there's no way that it can't then fold into what you're doing yourself because then you're more aware of those corrections and those things. So it definitely made me a stronger athlete. And yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel like the experience of being an athlete and being a coach at the same time was something that I really enjoyed. I don't think everybody can do that. And that's not for everybody, but I, I had to work in college. So I was yeah. kind of in a position where I wasn't able to choose. And gymnastics was a really great job that allowed me to do something that I like doing versus working in a restaurant. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. And then you kind of mentioned a little bit because there's, you're not 24 anymore. I'm not 24. Um, so there's, so there's been a little bit of time between stopping gymnastics and starting CrossFit or even like into that CrossFit journey. It sounds like you've been doing CrossFit for, for quite a while now. Yeah. Like 11 years now. Um, which is pretty awesome. Is there, I'll save that for our last question. Okay. I was going to say a, a future direction, but we'll save that for our last question. All right. And then, so tell me for you, um, I I think that you said you played water polo. Is that right? That is right. How yeah. did you get? How did uh, you? How does one even get into water polo? That's a great. <laughs> that's a great question. And I, we'll we'll tease this in the next question too. Like I'm from Arizona. Like Arizona does not have water polo. California, like now that I'm here, California definitely does have a, a water polo presence. But I used to play all sorts of different kinds of sports: basketball, uh, baseball, football. And then I saw an ad for water polo in the newspaper. Well, my dad in Arizona, in Arizona. Yep. And a friend was like, let's try this. And I didn't even know how to swim. Um, and I said, okay, cool. Let's, let's go and do it. And I, we went and tested our first, our first practice. He was like, all right, you guys got to learn how to swim or, or let's see what our swimming is. And for anybody that's in the swimming world, my first 100 meter swim was like a doggy paddle, not a freestyle. And it was like, one minute and 59 seconds and anybody that's swimmer knows, knows. that that is that not is great. not <laughs> yeah um and so we practiced with a very very small team uh for a very long time but i i loved uh water polo and eventually we played in our first tournament three or four years down the road this was like when i was nine or ten um uh that i started 
played in our first tournament in California because there was no other teams. There was no tournaments that were happening in Arizona. So we came yeah. to California and played. Um, then after uh, playing in California, I liked playing so much that I kept playing, but I also started swimming as well because all my coaches were like, if you want to be good at this, you got to also have to swim on a competitive swim team. So I did club swimming and club water polo. And then um, I got chosen several years to play for the junior national team for um, water polo. At what age and did from that like start? 2016. Um, so that means I was 14. Sorry, not 2016, 2006. Like you're not that um, young. No. Um, 2006, uh, which was, um, I think, 14 years old until 2009, until I was like 17 years old, um, which was a ton of fun. And during that time as well, I also started playing on a club team in California. Um, so summertime, I would live with a host family, play on a team that was in California. Nice. And in the school year, once a month, I would come train with a team or play in a tournament um, for a weekend in California. So I'd either drive out with my parents or I'd, they'd send me on a flight and say, hey, you are you got somebody picking you up. You're going to go play polo for the weekend and then come back. And so I did that. Uh, freshman, junior, uh, sophomore, junior, and senior year. Um, then I played Pepperdine University water polo for a couple of years as well. Outside forces are, are things that were not in my control. And after a stint of not doing anything, um, basically feeling bad for myself for my situation, ended up finding something like CrossFit. A friend of mine told me that they thought I would really like it. Um, and I was, I was actually running with them and they were like a stupid good runner. And I was like, what, how, how was, how are you crushing me? Like I was a really, really good athlete. And like, yeah. oh, I, I do this thing called CrossFit. Like maybe you would like it. And at first I remember my dad talking about CrossFit in high school and me being like, this is crazy. Like I'm not ever doing this. This is like the dumbest thing ever. And he was like, I you know, back in the day, he was like, that's cool. You should do it. And I'm like, no, nah, I would never do that. And I found, actually did it in college. And I was like, wow, this is incredible. After losing something like team sports sure. um, in college, CrossFit was an awesome piece for me to keep health and fitness up um, with, um, you know, a team aspect to it. Because that's all I had known was, was team sports for all my life for health and fitness. Um, and then I've been doing CrossFit um, as like my main training for since 2012 now so 11 years and i like to just i like to learn new things so i've been right. doing all sorts of different stuff um did half ironmans i've done triathlons um done spartan races uh trail runs backpacking trips um learning i uh, like learned tennis did a stint learning tennis pickleball or paddleball as you call it paddleball um surfing all sorts of different things but using crossfit as my training um to learn new things. So right. that's, that's kind of been my journey for, for, um, fitness, health and fitness stuff. Been that's a ton great. Of fun. And I feel like, um, we have similar stories in that we have done a lot of different things. You know, our backgrounds yeah. originally come from like a team oriented sport, but you know, I've also done half Ironmans, triathlons, yeah. tons of marathons. Um, and I think that the people who like to go do different things, I think those are the kind of people who really enjoy CrossFit as well. Yeah. And and just being able to do all that diverse stuff, it, it just brings so much freedom 
like just being able to say yes to stuff. And I love that freedom for sure. Yeah. All right. So with that said, what is your favorite part about then working with people in uh, and the health and fitness space in general? Um, yeah, I, this is a really great question. I, I am not somebody who, who, um, is super, super, super passionate about working with competitive athletes. I love working with people who starting some sort of health and fitness journey changes their life like big time, a massive change in their life. Um, so I, my favorite part about working with people in the health and fitness space is when they make the realization that this changed their life forever. Um, that, that like light bulb moment is like the moment that I live for when I'm doing health and fitness coaching. Um, and even like in my career is like, you know, one of the biggest reasons that our facility exists is so that, that people have those light bulb moments and, and they're like, Oh my gosh, like this is something that is sustainable. I can do this. I am capable. And the confidence that comes from that, um, just makes some really, really awesome humans. And uh, definitely that is, that is contagious. So if I can make one of those awesome humans, that awesome human wants to make some other awesome, awesome humans. Do you have a certain like age group that you really enjoy working with more than the other? Uh, I think, um, yes, I do. Um, but I think that those aha moments can come from any age group. And I've had experience with, with those aha moments in all age groups, um, as young as like 14, 15 up to that, 65 70 age range um of having ahas like oh my gosh like i will be doing this until i die now okay um but i really like working with um parents um in in their like 30s and 40s that is my my favorite um group of people to work with because life is crazy and and difficult during that period um and if and if i can contribute positively to that time for somebody, um, it not only affects their lives, but it also it's affecting their their kids' lives as well. Well, I feel like you're great. learning to give them back their me time. You yeah, know? like you're for sure. They they probably spend a lot of time working for their kids and doing everything for their kids, and the amount of things that they get to do for themselves has pretty much dwindled down. So you're giving them an opportunity to, and you're seeing that they're, they're realizing I can do something for myself. I, I need to take care of myself in order to take care of these other beings. Yeah. And like one of those big ahas is like, Hey, when I actually take care of myself, like I take care of these other human beings way That's better right. too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And I've got a question for you too, JR. Okay. Um, I want to know what initially sparked your interest in the health and fitness field or health and fi- health and wellness and how has uh, your journey evolved over the years? I feel like I was, from a very early age, one of those people who just enjoyed telling people what to do. So, <laughs> I mean, some would say I'm quite bossy. And if anyone out there is listening who knows me really well, they're laughing right now. But I did. I like to instruct. I like to tell people. And I felt very comfortable in front of people kind of giving instructions and I really enjoyed teaching my friends backflips all through like middle school and high school. I would just, I would just go up to people, Hey, you want to learn how to backflip? Cause I can teach you. And it kind of just started <laughs> from there. And I, as an early coach have that like fuzzy feeling because someone would learn something and they'd say that Jr. taught me this. And mm. 
as I've evolved, it's been more about them doing something that they want to learn. It's not about like the success gratification from necessarily my end, though, you know, oh, I, we, we get to appreciate their success when they do something. But, you know, I feel like I've just always been that person who wanted to teach and share things that I know. And so the natural just moving into that teaching space, I mean, as I initially started, I'd go to open gym and it was at this gym that was primarily tumbling. A lot of cheerleaders went there. So it wasn't as much gymnastics as it was tumbling. And me and a bunch of friends would just go and just start like kind of getting back into tumbling, doing backflips and doing some of the skills I did as a gymnast. And then the coaches saw that I was coaching and I was spotting. So they said, Hey, like if you want to help out, we'll like let you come in for free and you can just kind of help and spot. And they kind of gave me direction and trained me a little bit on kind of where to put your hands when you're spotting. But to be honest, I felt like I was kind of a natural spotter. I'd been doing it now for years, but hmm. I obviously was young and I needed that experience. And then like an adult telling me, Hey, this is what we need to do for liability purposes. And then it yeah. just kind of evolved from there. And I've just, I've just really always enjoyed working with a big group of people. I will tell you, I, I do enjoy working with large groups versus like one-on-ones. I know one-on-ones are very important. And when someone's trying to get something very specific and make these small corrections, like that one-on-one time is can be so valuable. But yeah. I love working with like the big group. So I think just knowing that I can come into classes and and help people work toward their goals. Like I want to know what they're working toward. And so I can help them. That's what keeps me here, keeps me going. And it it really does make me feel that I'm doing something so important for people and helping them more so than anything I unfortunately did as a social worker. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a, that's a very cool um, transition of like actual social work into something like coaching and feeling like, hey, you're actually getting to make a bigger impact coaching yeah. than maybe you did when you did social work. I mean, that education has absolutely helped me to work with all ages. I, I mean, I really like working with like young kids as a gymnastics coach, but all the training that I received as um, an undergrad in psychology and with social work, it absolutely has carried over and has helped me be a better coach. Cool. cool. Yeah. Uh, let's awesome. see. What else do we got here? I think that was it, but I, I maybe have a an outro question for you, oh, for okay. you, you, I'll give you uh 10 seconds to think about it. And then you just give me the two things that come to your mind. Okay. Um, if there was one food that you had to eat all the time and there was, um, one piece of clothing that you could never wear again, what are they? One food um, that you have to eat all the time and one piece of clothing you could never wear. That I could never wear. Correct. Okay, well, pizza, without a doubt, deep dish, that's going to be what I uh, I could eat every day for the rest of my life. <laughs> and then when it comes, oh, I mean, I never want to put on another gymnastics uniform again. Ooh, okay, that was good. No, never. That was not what I thought you were going to say. What did you think I was going to say? I don't know. I had no idea what you were going to say. Okay, uh, are we asking you the same question here? No, think of something different. Something different, Okay. Um, let's see if you had to either coach Olympic lifting for the only coach Olympic lifting or coaching body weight moves, push ups, all the kind of gymnastic stuff that we do here, which one would you prefer to do? 
Olympic lifting. Why is that? I although I love body weight stuff, I I see the the value in strength training, and I think that I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna push Olympic lifting on neurological and and strength training basis um, for anybody over body weight stuff. You're gonna get all the calisthenic people now writing in. I know they're gonna they're gonna <laughs> be write it in the comments. Tell me why body weight's better. Tell me That's why right. body weight's better. Luckily, we don't have to choose though. That's right. No, not in CrossFit. We get to do both. That's great. Awesome. This has been a great opportunity to get to know each other a little bit better. And for those of you who don't know, I actually work for Colby at his gym here in Oxnard, California. So um, this is a great opportunity for us to get to know each other a little bit better. And this has been really fun. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to having more of these episodes, having a couple of guests on the the show as well. Definitely uh, follow us along, rate the podcast, uh, watch us on YouTube, subscribe, whatnot. Uh, We'd love to, we'd love to have you guys and love to engage in some conversations with you. Um, comments. If you guys leave comments in anything, I will answer any comments, even if those comments are, you know, weightlifting sucks. I want to do body weight. I'll, I'll give you a response to that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we will see you next week for our first full episode. Um, we thank you guys for joining us. Have a good one. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Emmanuel, that was so good. <laughs> go again. Three, two, one. Nice.